This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey everyone, in this video we're going to be going through the Dragons and the West Tigers. So these are two teams that are going to be towards the middle to back end on the ladder. And this will play a part in how their team's made up and also how their team's gonna score. So when you're looking at fullback to halfback there, their work's gonna be a little bit different to a team that's gonna be you know, someone like the Panthers or the Storm where they're gonna need a lot more attacking stats. So you'd be thinking with these guys, they're gonna be pushing out of trouble a little bit. So you're looking at wingers uh, and a fullback that, that is really good at doing those, um, those out, of, out of trouble meters. Um, and that we're going to look at both the Dragons and the Tigers for that. And you can see that this is a team that's not going to get a lot of attack, um, just based on the fact that you know they've lost McInnes. They, they should be a struggling team this year. But we'll go through Matt Dufty to start us off. Price of 575, so already, already a 43 average there. And you can see he's a very up-and-down player. He has, he has times where he can, he can build up um, in, in price a lot. He got, he got into the 626k mark and then had a bunch of lean weeks there. So Dufty's someone that has a little bit of upside in terms of he can get those 50 to 70 scores, but then he has a bunch of low ones, which is fairly normal for this type of, of fullback who can miss a few tackles, and and if, if the team's not doing too well, he, he, he won't be scoring tries and not doing as well, but he obviously did well in, this, in the try scoring category, even in a team that wasn't that well. But he's, he's someone that I, I wouldn't be starting with. I think for a fullback... That's going to be an absolute gun. They're going to be obviously making you know over 200 meters and doing really well, like an RTS or in a team that's going to be doing really well. So he's going to be a no for for me. Ravalawa has never been fantasy relevant. Jack Bird's an interesting one. There was talks of him possibly playing in the back row, but it looks like he's wanting to get that center spot. My issue is how how many minutes he's going to, is he going to get? He's currently in my team, but will he be able to get through the 80 minutes? He hasn't played much footy at all in the last two years, so. That's my only worry, but if he does get that spot and he's, and he's feeling confident in his body, I think he, he needs to be in, in the majority of teams. 
Lomax is our gun center there, and, and we'll all want him at some point in the year, I'd imagine. Um, Pereira is, is the thought of being on that wing. You've also got someone like Ramsey, who might be a, who might be a chance of coming in there. Um, also in that center spot, Max Fagai was, was a chance of being there. He'll probably play at some point in the year, especially when, when injuries come up. So someone ha- someone to have a think about. But Corey Norman's never really been relevant. Ben Hunt is an interesting one. He he does have an, an okay average when he plays in, in the halves, but his better scores come when he when he moves to hooker. And there's a chance that he plays a little bit of hooker this year. Um, even with McInnes... Well, sorry, with McInnes going down, there's a chance he does. And you can see that. He's 80 minutes there. He can he can average at 70 points or just above there, um, which is amazing. But when he, when he plays half, he, he's, he's someone that averages around 55, which is what his finish is. But being hooker in half dual position is really is really cool. But let's just see if he can actually do really well in the half position and maintain that position all year. And if he does, then, then he's going to be a solid scorer for whoever decides to pick him up. <coughs> uh, Joshy Kerr. We spoke about him before. He's gonna get. He's gonna get all right minutes. Um, but at four hundred eighty-one k, there's not much upside there. He's not gonna be a gun at the end of the year. Price of thirty-six. Yeah. Even if he's he's gonna start more games this year, obviously, than than on the interchange. But when he starts, he doesn't play too many more minutes. He's around that forty minutes anyway. So uh, nothing too exciting here. McCulloch's the interesting one. We've already spoken about him before, but with Andrew, he's gonna get the starting spot. He should be looking at close to eighty minutes. And price of 54 with a couple of games off the interchange at the start and then an injured game at the end of the year. You can see the scores here, 68, 83, 74, 52 or 45, 68 and 69. That's with two tries in there and a couple of try saves. So, you know, nothing crazy. You can see the, the tackles that he's getting when he, when he plays that position. He's pretty much over 50 every game, which is, which is awesome. And I think he'll do the same thing um, this year, which could put him a little bit underpriced. And if you're looking for someone that's a, slightly undervalued in a hooker position and you're not wanting to start with a cook or a grant then I think McCulloch's a great option there Paul Vaughan was fantasy relevant in the past and uh, we won't be talking about him here let's talk about Ford again a lot of people still ask me about Jackson Ford but you can see his scores when he when he was playing big minutes it was through the middle so we're not exactly sure how he's how his scores going to go on an edge which is the which is most likely where he's going to be playing and how many minutes he get. Even if he gets 60 minutes on the edge, he's not going to be scoring what he would do in the middle. And if someone does miss a bunch of tackles, so if he's already missing that many tackles through the middle of the park, on the on an edge with some more skillful players, you can see you know, some palms off him and, and, and missing a bunch there. Um, so I'd be really worried about his, uh, his scoring potential, given the fact that he's already priced at 33. I see him averaging somewhere in the 30s, and I don't see the upside, even with the, the dual position there. Blake Laurie, not someone we want to be talking about. He, he helped us out in the past, but you know, we can look at him again, but I don't see too much upside at 603. He's not going to be a, an out-and-out gun for you, especially when he's, when he's played some decent minutes, especially in the back end of the year. You know, he got 67 in one game, 36 in the next, which you're, you're averaging you know, just under 50 there. Um, yeah, in a couple of, he's, just, he's just a bit up and down and, and not something that... Is going to be too crazy. You see a 52 and a 42 in good minutes. He's not going to play any more minutes than that. Already priced at 45. He's not a keeper for me. Um, some interesting ones on the bench. We've got Farmer Suli, who has moved over here. And, and no, he was already playing at the uh, at the Roosters. But 
Yeah, you can see you get a bunch of games, but limited minutes. And I assume he's moved over so he can get a bunch more minutes. And you can see when he does get some decent minutes, he, his PPM goes really well. You can look up there at 0.83. So if he's, if he's looking to get around 40 minutes, then you, you'll see he'd be about 10 points undervalued uh, with, a, with a chance of you know, a few extra attacking stats in a few extra minutes when you, know, we can, you can see his, his options here, 30, 34, 43 in these type of bigger minute games. Um, which is really interesting. But as it's more hit between him and Alvaro. If they get the spot, you've got Alvaro on the bench there. Uh, sorry, on the on the, on the the others list. Uh, Merrin's not going to do too much. Fulmayanu is going to be moving around based on like more of the utility value. Um, KDL, so we, we don't have much interest in him. Um, but that's the Dragons, guys. Let me know what you think on, on those guys, and we'll move over to the Tigers from there. So it's now predicted that Dan Laurie is going to get the one position. And where is Mr. Moses? You know, where, where are they going to fit? Is he going to be there longer term? It doesn't look like it because Dewey's going to be playing there. So who's going to play the one? If, if Laurie starts at one, you've got to pick him up. Nofaluma, I think, is overpriced at the moment. Had a really, really good year last year. Uh, scored a lot of tries and he doesn't have the upside that a few of the other wing fullbacks do, like in the Pappenhausens, um, AJ, AJ Brimson, for example, Tommy Trob, those kind of guys. He doesn't have the upside and he's a winger, so... All his um, all his hard work is coming out of trouble and scoring those tries where where the fullbacks can put on a few tries as well. Um, Roberts, we've a few people again are, are talking about Roberts and and our biggest issue for him being a three thirty six is he's priced really low, but yeah, at twenty five with an average of twenty eight point five, um, having a negative two um, in 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 that in those scores, I should say. Um, but you can see when when he's on there, he gets a bunch of tackle breaks. Averages about 100 metres a game and makes some tackles. So if we can stay on the park, which he's on and off, that's kind of my worry. He's, he's currently in my team as well with Bird and, and hoping that their roles can be cemented across the, across the season. But, you know, someone that has, has the upside if, if, uh, if he does well. All right, so, yeah, Mbai, we're going to leave out of this chat. Tommy Talau, Leilua, nothing much to talk about there. Luke Brooks... He can't have a, a bad a year as last year, can he? And with Benji running running around the park last year, Brooks has to do more of the kicking. Dewey is not much of a kicker, same with Mbai, um, in, in general play, so you'd expect him to be running the team, and, and hopefully this is finally the year that he breaks out. James Talmau, playing around 40 minutes, nothing too much to talk about. Jacob Little, looks like he'll be... You know, if, we're, if we're looking at close to a 60, minute, 60 minutes per game, we're looking at close to 50 points. Um, based on his, his current PPM and, and output. So he has to be in your team if he's starting. Off of Gowie, I'm getting a bunch of bunch more questions about him, so we'll keep talking about him. Sorry for those that have, have followed for a long time. Also, guys, um, please keep hitting like and subscribe um, if, you, if you're enjoying these. I, I really appreciate it. We're growing a nice community. And um, just jump into that Discord group. Um, I'll put the link in the, in the description there. It's getting up close to 300 members now, and... And we'll be creating a people's team as well. So for those that are in the Discord, we'll be, I'll be creating a team that will be voted on for, from the guys in the Discord chat, and, and we'll see how that team goes across the season. So if you want to join in, uh, join in with that, that fun, then jump into the Discord chat, guys. Joe Fangiawi, 31. Played a lot of, um, played a lot of time uh, on the edge as well at, at times in, in previous years, and a little bit at lock, but... Uh, it's going to be used as a, as a prop in this team. And you can see his minutes are kind of everywhere. There you go, second row for 
80 minutes for 35. But if we look at his time at, in the middle, 57 and 58 minutes is, is really cool, but 34 and 58, nothing special there when he's, when he's priced at, at 31. He's not going to get those type of minutes playing here. If he was to get over 50 minutes, then great, but I'm expecting more time like 41, um, 48, 49, and getting scores between the, the 30 to 40 mark, which again, I don't think puts him at uh, much of a discount to where he's going to be. At a decent PPM, if he can get those minutes up, then then awesome, but I don't see that in this team. When you look at it and go, okay, who are the guys on the bench? You've got Michaela, you've got Stefano, who's going who's gonna to take a bunch of minutes. Obviously, he's gonna, they're going to share that with Tarmel. You've got Alex Twal, who I'm hoping will play big minutes because he, he deserves to. Leilua is going to play 80. And then we just have Sean Bloor. So it looks like um, looks like Garner should get that position and they should have another forward on the bench. But it just depends what they do with the hooker. If they've got an extra hooker on the on the bench, which they should for Jacob Little, then you might see an increase in minutes off and Gowie, which would make him worth it. So... You, know, you can't expect Stefano, to, like as a young fella, to be playing too many more minutes than thirty to forty uh, at this stage. But we'll have a little little further look into that. Leilua, a few people have been talking about him, but he did really well last year. And I, I don't see him in the upper echelon of players, so I wouldn't be deciding to bring him in at this stage. Sean Bloor did his has broken his wrist, so it looks like he'll be out for one to two weeks. Has a lot of talent, so he's someone that I think. If he's out for a couple of weeks, you've you got to make trades over the first few weeks. And you can, if he's coming straight back into the starting side, then you, know, you can bring him straight in for, for one of those trades and free up some cash to upgrade one of your other mid-rangers that hasn't done as well. Or you can, if he comes onto the bench, you can wait and see for a week or two. He doesn't, he's not going to make too much cash in those weeks and then bring him in. So a lot of people are already stressing about, oh, the season's... Then our fantasy season's already shit. Like, when, when's it over? I'm like, well, everyone's in the same boat, so... Try not to worry about it. Let's talk about Stefano to finish, guys. All right. So 246, a lot of people are, are really interested and and only got the uh, the couple of games, but his PPM was great. He worked, worked hard in that time for no misses. Uh, 17 tackles in total across the two games for no misses with, with 37 and a 54, uh, 54 metres meter efforts during that time. So for a PPM of 1.16, which is, which is awesome. So again, if, if we're looking at close to 30 minutes, you maybe drop the PPM down to a one just to be conservative and you're looking at a pri- uh, at scores of 30, um, which I think is really conservative for someone like Stefano who has, who has some big wraps on him and he's going to make over 150K if he can get to be priced at 30. So I think if, if he's going to get onto that bench, especially with Sean Bloor out, I think he's going to be a good option across the year. He should get a few more games than three, which you'd hope, but if he can get close to sort of five, six games for you and average close to 30 or even above if he, if he manages to score a try off the bench, then he's going to be a really good option for teams. So he's someone that I'd probably stick on your bench at this stage, looking to be between that 18 to 21 in your squad. Um, as we said, we've got Dewey coming back. Zane, Mug- Zane Musgrove is in there and, and also Russell Packer. So these are the kind of guys you've got to be thinking about uh, with Joff- Joel Fangawi as well. And and he might just be based on, on injuries. So if they have a couple of injuries, then Fangawi should... Uh, be playing bigger minutes than what he might do at the start. So we'll see what happens with these guys on the bench and how that's made up. There's someone like um, Jake Simpkin who who could play, a, a, who could come into that team and, play, and take a few minutes off Little, which will be great for guys like Twal, um, off Angawi, uh, guys like Garner should be getting close to 80 minutes um, with Leilua there. So 
yeah, really interesting squad when you've got Billy Walters coming back in round six as well. So you'd hope for for Jacob Little to make a lot of cash before maybe you know Walters coming in um, and trying to take other half spot, half spot or a hooker spot. But there you go, guys. Um, let me know what you think about that analysis. Um, we'll know more come these trials. So the the trial team is going to be named in the next couple of days, and those trials will be closer to full squad. Um, for this week, and then the following week, we'll have the uh, we'll have the, the the matches finally. So we're 17 days away. I'm getting excited. Um, but yeah, those trial teams, most of them are, are very much similar to what the the main teams are going to be for uh, are going to be in round one. So looking forward to that, guys. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this, and uh, as I said, let me know what you're what you're doing with your team, and, and ask some questions. I'm doing a and A video this week, so please get your questions in, and I'll uh, we'll go through that very soon. So have a good one, guys. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.